Hey folks, this week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com slash world of row. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Thanks, and let's start the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the World of Rome, a podcast interviewing other podcasters, people in DIY culture, authors, comedians, and everybody else that you can possibly imagine. And now, here is your host, Roe. All right, people, you know the drill. It's time to crank up that audio to the highest decibel because it's now time to get into that the World of Row podcast. And uh, if you noticed something different in the intro, that was Nick from Epic Film Guys taking the time to make a fancy schmancy little nice intro for me there. Thank you very much, Nick. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This podcast is a weekly podcast that's available to you every Friday on iTunes, Google Play Podcast, Podcast Addict, wherever you, listen, wherever you listen to your podcast. The best way that you can help out is by taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and any other place that you listen to that podcast, like I mentioned. And uh, take the time to do that. I would greatly appreciate it. So, folks, I uh, hope you guys are having a fantastic week and you're ready for the weekend. <clears throat> it's been a long week, very long, and uh, it's now coming to a head. And I'm actually re-recording my intro at 2.54 a.m. because <clears throat> Nick sent me this new file. So I went ahead and kind of changed it, modified it a little bit, give you give you something different here. And um, in about maybe seven or eight hours or maybe sometime later on in the day, you'll be listening to this episode. And I hope you enjoy it because it is part two of my conversation with my father, Roel Santos Sr. If you guys listen to part one, it was very, very entertaining. And this one is nothing short of that because we pick up where we left off. And my dad tells a little bit more about his uh, career and his ongoing things and, um, you know, what <clears throat> the uh, challenges he faced going through that and... Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was just another entertaining conversation same type of element and i think i mentioned it later in in the in the podcast where we're just doing the same thing chilling out barbecuing different day believe it or not in south texas that's what we do right <laughs> um if you guys uh have time uh this past week i was on the robin slim show a uh, great group of guys from jersey uh i i got to talk to him for about half an hour and um had a good time talking with them. They're funny guys. Check out the podcast if you can. Um, it's on iTunes and all these other places. SoundCloud, if you listen to, if you use uh, SoundCloud or listen to music or podcasts or anything like that. Um, had a great time. Um, yeah. So I mean, going going out into this, uh, uh, some some cool things is I finally you know I, I upgraded some equipment. So if I sound different, it's because I've up the ante a little bit, so to speak, uh, with new microphones and new uh, mixer type devices or whatever, new tools. It's been podcast toys, as like as like most people in the podcast industry like to do it. Say, not do it, but say. But anyway, um, let me go ahead and play back that episode for you guys. Uh, hear my conversation with my dad, part two, and uh, we will, I will talk to you guys on the other end.
Okay, so this conversation was so good, I had to split it into two. And we're still doing the same thing, but it's a different day. And because I couldn't help it, but uh, you're back. Tish, tish, tish. One, two, one, two, one, two. We're already... One, one, two, one, two, one, three, two, one, one, two, three. Yes, I'm back. I'm back, bro. My dad dad thinks he's um, working for... What's that thing called? You know, the, the tower at an airport? Air traffic controllers. There you go. Navy Cobra Style 14, request clearance to the approach end of 13 right. 14, Navy Cobra Style, procedures requested. Hold short. I say again, hold short. 13 right, duty runway, duty runway. So is that, a, is that a thing like we're in Top Gun where they say that, where he says, Roger, Maverick has a ball? Is that, like, is that uh, accurate? Yes, that's correct. That's correct. So those of you who don't know, I mean, we talked a little bit of, about my pops here, and we're going to talk a little bit more about some you know, of the things You know, they've been talking doing. about me since the day I was born, <laughs> It doesn't bother me, no way, no how. Okay, so <laughs> I'm trying to, like, tell him about your background. So he yes. worked in, in the Navy. I worked for the Navy as a civilian government employee. I was an aircraft attendant. For how many years? 30 fucking years. <laughs> okay. So he did that for... Flight th- line, flight line. So he did that for 30 years. And so naturally, when you're growing up in the 80s, at some point, your paths cross and you watch Top Gun. Let me tell you a little bit about myself, about how I started my <laughs> aviation <laughs> career. Totally, he ignored everything. I just... No, said. no, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. Okay. When I was growing up, we were working... My dad was working at the uh, Alice, Texas, America... County Airport. Half of it belonged to the Navy and half was civilian. Gotcha. Civilian. Okay. <coughs> For those of you in the aviation field, they used to have T-28 Trojans and uh, uh, the COD crew uh, uh, C-1, C-1 aircraft. And what is it? Propeller-driven aircraft. So, so why do they call it a C-1? What does the C stand C, for? C stands for carrier. Okay, okay. Cargo, carrier, cargo. Okay, cool. T for training. Gotcha. When you see an aircraft carrier in a movie or something, and on the side it says CVN, that means it's a carrier, fixed-wing, naval carrier. And the 31 or the 28, whatever, stands for, you know, the group. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I love working. My dad used to refuel, service the aircraft with fuel and oil. Right. And we would help him. As we grew up, it's a funny thing. All three of us, your Uncle Roger and your Uncle Chris were in the Army, and they were, Utilo right. Chris was in the aviation field. He worked on helicopters. Right. Utilo Roger was uh, different things with the Army. And I tried joining the Army, and the Army wouldn't take me because I had a bad knee. I had an ACL. ACL. Right after high school graduation. So back in 1971, believe it or not, folks, they would not take people with ACL injuries, even though back in 2003, during Operation Iraqi yeah. Freedom, they took everybody. They were taking everybody and anybody because they, they were desperate. They needed, they needed people. They right. needed, yeah. So uh, as I grew up, I started working for the government, breeding maggots, USDA, <laughs> and an abandoned Air Force base. Yeah. And it got me in. It was a dirty, nasty-smelling job, but somebody had to do it, and that was me. I was a newlywed. I had a wife. I had to support her. So I took that government, dirty, nasty-smelling, stinking job, breeding maggots for the U.S. government. I did that for nine months, and then I got transferred to NAS Kingsville, Texas. Okay. Where I worked as a custodial engineer or as a janitor. Yeah. 
mopping floors, waxing floors, and all that bullshit. Yes, and, and you call and, it bullshit. Yeah, well, it, it was bullshit. But it put food on the table. That's right. It paid the bills. And then after that, <clears throat> I was sent to the flight line for VT-22 Golden Eagles as a fuel crew. And I fueled TA-4J Skyhawks for four years straight. And Navy personnel were shorthanded, so we had launch and recover aircraft. And, and I mean, after seeing all these people doing their, their work about launching and recovering and going through the signals, yeah. I, I picked it up. You picked it up, okay. So I started volunteering when, I was, when we weren't fueling. I would help launch and recover aircraft. And all of a sudden, the Navy said, hey, man, well, we're going to utilize you to the fullest extent. So yeah. they used me in that capacity. And before you know it, long story short, I was training Navy personnel. You were training Navy personnel. But I want to I backtrack real quick. So you were breeding maggots. Yes. So basically, you, and I don't mean to use this in a, in a really bad way, but I wanted to ask you. So basically, it's like you, you had to eat shit for a little bit, ba- figuratively. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but but you paid your dues and you moved on. You did flight support and you were in Kingsville. Sorry, I was just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just I just wanted. To yeah, 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 yeah. Give an excuse for me to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go go ahead. Go so, ahead. So. Uh, I started training Navy personnel. I and, became and a, What year was this? That was the year 1979, 1980. So you were in 1980. You were in Kingsville, Texas. Kingsville, Texas, Naval okay. Air Station, BT-22 Golden Eagles. And you were already a one-time father? Uh, no. Yes, uh, 1980, you had a daughter by oh, then. Oh, yes, yes. So you already, had a, you already had a daughter. Yeah, okay. a daughter, Lisa. Okay. So this was 1980 in Kingsville, Texas. What was Kingsville like back then? Kingsville was just like Atlas, a small, a small little town. town. Uh, they had, back then it was A&I, Kingsville. Right. Texas A&I and... In the Naval Air Station, so you had all kinds of people there. Yeah, so for those of you, I don't mean to cut you off, Dad, but I just want to kind of give some geog- geo- geographical sense. So back, so Kingsville, Texas is about, what, 45 minutes from Corpus Christi? Everyone oh, knows where yes, Corpus Christi is. Yes. So, yes, so we grew up in a small town near Corpus Christi, Texas, but so my dad is working at the base in Kingsville. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Dan. so I worked there, and we used to travel to the East Coast, on what the, what is called FCLPs. Fuck the police. No, I'm kidding. BT-22 <laughs> uh, was training pilots. They had instructor pilots yeah. and student pilots, like driver's ed, flying jets. Oh, got you. Okay. So whenever we went to the East Coast, it was FCLPs, flight carrier landing practices. Yeah, that's interesting. Where they would land on the carrier. Yeah, Back then, yeah, it was the yeah. USS Lexington. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And the, the, the Lexington was still active. Oh, okay. When we went to the West Coast, that was for weapons detachments. Practice dropping bombs, smoke bombs at uh, Fallon, Reno, El Centro, uh, bombing ranges. Yeah. So we would, wherever the aircraft went, I went because I was training naval personnel. PQS qualifier. PQS? PQS. PQS. Okay. Qualifica- qualifications, something, I forget. Yes. Gotcha, okay. So I would train the, the military personnel for the Navy. Yeah. And then they had a reduction in force, so they sent me to NES Corpus Christi. 
Uh, what I hate about leaving Kingsville was that the small town or the people, but the base, the base. The base. I travel all over the East Coast, West Coast, and then I made friends with a whole bunch of people. Because you're, I, because that's who you are. You're yes. a guy that can talk to anybody. Yeah, yep. you can say, you know what, you don't like me, I don't care. Yeah, but I'm gonna yeah. make you like me because yeah. I'm, I got charisma. Yeah, that's right, and I'm cool. You are cool. Yeah. So, uh, especially with that beard. I met a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very becoming. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's, I that's what I hear too. So, uh, mine's better than yours. I've been, I've, I've been there. I've, I've been there. You haven't been where I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm at now. But I made a lot of good friends, and I traveled yeah. all over, and, and I enjoyed it. I would do it again in a heartbeat if I could, but I can't, so I won't. So you won't, okay. So, but I worked 30 years for the Navy. 30 years for the Navy. On a fixed-wing aircraft, and any I worked on practically every aircraft in the U.S. government military hey, hey, inventory. Man, tell everyone, tell everyone whose plane you parked one time. I parked uh, well, uh, uh, Colin Powell's aircraft. Yeah, Secretary of State Secretary at the time, right? Secretary of State. We supported the president. Of course, they had their own personnel. So back then, how many presidents did you support? So it was, it was man. Well, do the math. In 30 years. Reagan. Well, Bush. Well, uh, only George W. Bush and, and the old George Bush came into corpus. George Bush. Really? Yes. When they used to do, uh, they used to go to Goliad and, and, and go. Uh, oh, hunting, right? Or hunting, some shit. Uh, dove hunting or something. You know what? I, I'm not a uh, look. I don't mean to get sidetracked with politics, but I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the Bushes, but at least you know what? They're proud of, of their Texas roots, though. Yes. I got to give them that. Yes, yes. So we saw everything and anything. We worked with the Blue Angels. We worked with every U.S. military aircraft in the U.S. government inventory, Man. from from small helicopters to push and pull aircraft to and, the big cargo C5, yeah, 145 Hercules C130. And, and they did Hornets. Wow, man! Hey, man! So you you weren't at the, but they filmed the scene of Pearl Harbor at the Lexington, right? Yes, we were helped, you there? Yes. You, were helped, you helped, right? Yes, we helped. What we did, we had B twenty five Mitchells. Wow, and we had the Japanese Zero at our hangar. And what they would do was, they would repaint the aircraft to make it look like Japanese Zeros. Oh, and they had the B twenty fives. And what we did. We had a everything that the uh, Lexington had was static display. That means they were just like dummy aircraft. Yeah. All the engines and everything else was removed. Avionics. Yeah. Did I just so, real close? Huh. Yep. Well, go ahead. Yes. So we loaded up. Uh, we loaded up. Yeah. Aircraft. Okay, Mija. We loaded up barges and removed all the aircraft from the Lexington. Yeah. And. And we loaded up the barges with the B-25 yeah. and the Japanese Zeros from NAS Corpus Christi and took them to uh, the Lexington via barge. Very cool. And they did all these scenes of the USS Lexington. So did you see that happen or no? No. You weren't there because you were in the no. bluff. I was at the bluff, which was about a good 10, 12, 15 miles from where so, the U.S. Lexington is. So all you people who aren't familiar with Corpus Christi or know where Corpus Christi is, Flower Bluff is a like a suburb of Corpus Christi. But Texas. Yes. So some notables from Flower Bluff, or one main notable is Lou Diamond Phillips, who was 
in La Bamba and a couple other movies, Stand and Deliver. But he actually graduated from Flower Bluff High School in Corpus Christi. So that, just a little little interesting fact. Sorry. Yeah. So, okay, so then you did all this stuff. And, and you know what, man? And I, I do want to tell you guys, I this man to my right here, he worked his ass off. I hardly ever I hardly ever saw him during the week. On the weekends, I knew he was home because he was... My mom absolutely refused to live in, in the big city of Corpus Christi, which is not exactly a big city, but it's bigger. But anyway, I mean, I you know, I... And he, you always try to take me to air shows and everything like that. And I wish I could have gone and put more effort into it. And now, as I'm older, I realize I could have enjoyed it a whole lot more. Yes. You could have enjoyed it. You could have seen all the military aircraft that the U.S. government <laughs> has. Confederate Air Force, World War II vintage aircraft. Oh, no shit, huh? Yeah, I mean, you, you everything but and you, anything that was there that had been flown in World War II. Okay. So let me ask By you. Planes and yeah. so, forth. so let me ask you this question, pops. Did you always have an, a fascination? Did you always have a fascination for planes before you even worked for the Navy? Yes, you did. I used to uh, put together. Little did I know. I remember I was in elementary, and we used to go to a small store right next to the Rialto Theater in Dallas, yeah. Texas. Oh man! And I would Rialto. buy model aircraft. Really? Little did I know. Now that I look back. I put together a model aircraft, and it was a A4 Skyhawk. An A4 Skyhawk, which I ended up working on for the Navy for ten and a half, maybe fifteen years. So when you worked on it, you like worked on the engine and shit. Well, I wasn't a mechanic. I was a you parked the planes, crew, chief, crew chiefs, plane captain. You know, the Air Force calls them crew chiefs, the Navy calls them plane captains. What we do, we do maintenance. We do pre-flight, post-flight inspections. Yeah. On aircraft. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't a mechanic, but I did some liquid oxygen, nitrogen, yeah. hydraulics, fuel, oil. Yeah. We did daily inspections on it. Check the entire aircraft inside and out. That's very cool, man. Yes, it And was. you took a lot of pride in your job. Hell yeah, yes. Because it, you love doing it. I love doing it. Man, I remember those days. When you love doing something. You don't give a shit. You don't call it a job. You call it having fun. Having fun. You know, I, I won't forget, because toward the end of that time when you were doing it, you were already kind of burnt out. You were already ready for a break. Now, because granted, you did it for 30 years. So granted, after that, you have to want to unplug and everything like that. Yeah. And you took time off. You took vacations here and there. But I'll never forget, because then after you retired, you took, what, almost a year off? Yes. And then you got another job. I got another job as a contractor. Contractor working for the army. I hadn't when I was working for the navy. I wasn't paying into social security, so I wasn't going to have a retirement plan. Oh man, did you know that going in? Uh, I didn't know that. I found out when I retired. Oh, fu- oh. So shit then balls. I went back as a contractor working for the army for Is that ten why years. You did it? Yes. You didn't do so. I could oh. have some kind of retirement plan with Social Security. But you were still getting retirement from the Navy. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll get that for life. Yeah. But I went back and 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 it was good because for thirty years I worked mostly on fixed wing aircraft, which is yeah. propeller jet driven aircraft. And this was when you were with working at the, as a contractor at SeaCat. At SeaCat, Corpus Christi Army Depot. Yeah. I worked on helicopters. My specialty was 
the Apache AH-64 attack aircraft gunship. That's a badass helicopter. That is a badass aircraft, man. Hey, man, you know what? I was talking to somebody. Man, I don't know where it was, but we were talking about Airwolf. Remember that TV show? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My uncle Chris loved that show. A whole bunch of bullshit. Stunts <laughs> and stuff. Hey, man, but you know what? I, I, I know you love what you're doing, and I, I like how you mention all these um, acronyms and everything like that and all these uh, all, the, all the lingo and everything. But I remember you telling me, because at that same time, I had switched jobs, and I started working for a new company at that time. And I remember one time, because I was still staying with you guys, we were out there chilling one, one Saturday night or one night, and you said, you know what, son? I've been working over 30 years doing all kinds of shit. And I did this, I did this, and for the first time in a little while, I'm actually having a lot of fun because I'm not having to work as hard as I was, and I'm getting to mess with cool parts to a helicopter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally different. See, after you get burned out doing the same thing for 30 years, you take a break and then you start new. Yeah. And then it's totally new. Yeah, and it, and it feels refreshing. Yes, so you look forward to it. After a while, you get burned out, of course, right. like anything else. And everybody goes through it. I'm not the only one, the first or the last. But when it stops being fun or have you having fun, it's time to move on. I've heard that many times. I remember when I took a psychology class at a, uh, a community college. Yeah. When the instructor said, the professor said, if you've been in one place for five years you've been there and, too and you're bored, it's time to move on. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that with moving on, trying something else. So let me ask you this, Pops. Well, the older you get, is it? do you become more against change? The older I get, the more I don't give a shit. Or you <laughs> I don't give a shit okay, about okay, okay. the small stuff. Uh, okay, I'm not talking about my, oh. my dad now, but let's just say, okay, so... 35-year-old dad, were you receptive to change as the way you are now? Or right now you don't give a shit, like you yeah. said. <laughs> but because I, I, I just want, I, I want to try to reach out to people yes. because one of the things is that as you get older, when you're younger, you're receptive to change yeah. because you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. But the older you get, the more you're like, no, no, you're, you're blowing smoke up my ass. Yeah, this is yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So, Well, the thing is. How were you at that eight, at that point is what I'm trying to find out. Uh, all I know is that I never kissed ass to get a, <laughs> get anywhere. Okay. If I got an award, if I did this, that's because I earned it. Was it was God-given hard work. Right. But, you know, I, I mean, not, I'm not a very religious person, but I do read the Bible. And, and somewhere in Proverbs, there's a phrase that goes something like this. He who does not accept change is not a wise person. Yeah, that's a good one. You have to accept change. Especially when you're working and you have to support your wife and, and, and the mortgage and, 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 and bills and so forth. I mean, yes, I mean, you know, you have to go with the flow. Right. But, I mean, you don't have to kiss ass. Right. Step on people's toes. Right. For advancement. You yeah. never do that. Right. That, I mean, I've always told you this, and, and, and you know it from day one. I said, you never kiss ass. Hell no. I don't kiss anybody's ass, man. No. If, you don't, if you don't like me, it's because you're stupid. <laughs> not that I'm like the like you said I'm not the greatest person I mean I'm not perfect and I'm not the best person in the world but at the same time what you see is what you get if you need me to do something I'm going to do it but if 
If you don't like it, you don't have to like advancement. There's no, no, no. Yeah, responsibility. I, agree. I mean, that's yeah. fine. But don't kiss ass yeah. to get it. I'll never forget that you told me that. Yep. But you know something? A long time ago, and I don't want to go into too much detail, but in the in the first part, I had mentioned that you had said you know you had instilled leadership into to us and and you know, my siblings. And one of the best compliments I ever got from somebody was that they told me I was a natural born leader, and I have to give that to you because you're the one who instilled that into us because you always said to be a leader and not a follower that's right and always. you have to do something your own way to make it that's right make it right you know junior uh, for those of you that don't know oh, my only his daddy can call him junior <laughs> but uh yes day this is you realize this is gonna the whole world is gonna hear this that's fine with me i don't give a shit. you oh it's fine with you because it's like there's people that I that I talk to and they're gonna say, "Hey, they're gonna start calling me Junior and all well, kinds maybe of stuff." You can edit that thing out. <laughs> no, I'm not about that. Uh, not about that. But the thing is, you know, you can make it. You can earn. You know what's yours. Yeah. You can get pay raises or whatever because of what you've done. Right. I mean, not. I'm not talking about like I said before, kiss ass or step on people's toes. Just to make a name for yourself. But do, don't you think that that's like a lot of what America has become? You know, Junior, that has that's, it. That's everywhere, right? Yes, that's everywhere, corporate America. I, I, anywhere you go, it's going to be. Yeah, I've seen it from day one. Ever since I started working when I was young, I saw it with the paper out. It will always be there. Yeah, it will always so, be there. And so, and that people will do whatever it takes to for advancement. Yeah. So like that, how that how that saying goes, uh, the grass is always greener on the other side. That doesn't really hold water. Yeah, well, the grass seems greener on the other side until you get closer to the fence, and then you see that the grass is just as brown or or dried up as the the one where you're standing. Right, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, people will do whatever they want to do. I mean, that's fine. I yeah. don't recommend it. Yeah. But so it's kind of like lethal weapon. Remember, Danny Glover always says that I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. So you felt like you were too old for this shit, and, and kind of just yeah for playing the game. For playing the game, I was too old. Yeah. See, you know what? People say that a lot. They say either you like me, or you don't like me. I don't give a shit. You gotta play the game, is what I was told. Yep. 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 That's that's a burp. I mean, hey, that's a, you know what? Yeah, that beer is good. We're drinking some Land Shark beer right now, and so in South Texas. One of the things that we're very proud about, one, is our barbecue. Yes. And the second thing is drinking beer. Yes. Now, I'm not the biggest beer connoisseur, but my dad and I are Miller Lite drinkers, but tonight we're drinking some Landshark beer, and yes, no, it's not an IPA, and no, it's not this, and no, it's not that. I'm not, this podcast isn't about, oh, what are you drinking kind of thing, or what What do you want to uh, drink? IPA? IPA is one of those little, I don't know the actual... Logis, uh, the lingo behind the IPA stuff, but it's one of those beers where it's from a different country, whether oh, it's like Blue okay. Moon or okay. Red Tail, not Red Tail, um, Sierra Nevada or whatever kind of, yeah. all that pale ale stuff, you know. Yeah, okay. I Sam Adams or whatever. Okay. Anyway, um, so, okay, so let's move on a little bit, man. Yes. So, I mean, through your years, uh, speaking of beer, you drink, you drink and drink and drink and drink a lot of beer. Yes. Boy, I've had. What is your least favorite beer? Let's make a little light joke about this. There's a beer called, well, back in the day, used to be called Texas Pride. <laughs> and there was another beer, Red, White, and Blue. Oh, I've Lord heard, yeah. have mercy. 
I mean, that's what you bought when you when times were hard. <laughs> so you that could we, buy a six pack for a dollar twenty five. Oh man, what year was this? Nineteen seventy one. Nineteen sixty eight. Late seventies, maybe. <laughs> Jeez. So, what do you think of the beer Schlitz? I work for the Schlitz distributor in Alice, <laughs> Texas, America, and when, you know, when somebody buys the beer, when somebody buys your meal, whenever somebody buys this or buys that, respeto. Well, not only respeto, but the beer will taste good. The food will be delicious <laughs> because somebody else paid for it. <laughs> but when you buy it, I say, shit, I don't want none of that crap. But, uh, yeah, I worked for Schlitz Beer. That was good beer. Yeah. Until I went to something else, and my father-in-law was drinking MGD, and I drank some of that. Your father-in-law? Yeah. Grandpa? Grandpa used to drink. MGD, so I follow suit. You drink MGD? At one time, I did. I, this I, is, no, this, folks, this is news to me. But not for long. Okay. That was, oh, man, that was horse piss for me. <laughs> so I started drinking Miller Lite, and I drank Miller Lite forever. Now, every now and then, I will drink. If I'm going to start drinking beer, it has to be cold, ice cold. Ice cold. I think that's for most beer drinkers, isn't it? I've drank some Budweiser ice cold. Oh. Man, that gave me a bad hangover. Budweiser is the the worst beer in the I've world. I've drank everything. I like Michelob Light. Oh, yeah, because that's like low in carbs. And yeah. It's good. I've drank what about Coors Light? Heine- Heineken. I drank Coors Light when I was in Colorado. And now, I'd rather drink Coors Light than regular Coors, but... You know, the water has a lot to do with that. Right, yeah. The and, water and has to do a lot with the taste of the what, beer. And, the, and the, like the, the bread and the wheat or whatever they're using for it, right? Oh, uh, barley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but mostly the water. The water is the one that gives it that taste. Right. So your, your, your future son-in-law is a, likes, likes to drink Coors Light. Brother, he can drink anything he wants as long as he pays for it. Well, so, so I told him one time, and we went to a Spurs game, and I said, "He's like, hey man, I'm gonna buy the, I'm gonna buy a beer. What do you want?" I'm like, "Uh, I don't know." He's like, "What?" Do you, I asked him, "What are you drinking?" Uh, I'll, he's like, "I usually drink Coors Light." I'm like, "Okay, well, you go and get that water. I'll drink that water. I, I, I like to stay hydrated anyway." Yep. <laughs> That's a hard bro. Oh no, but you know what? Coors Light is not a bad beer. It no, doesn't, it's not. No, it's it doesn't not. have the same effect on me like the way uh, some of that other stuff but it goes. All did- it all depends what you... What kind of mood you want to yeah, go through. Or, you know, you have to develop a taste. Man. Yes, that is true. Listen to this. You can drink... Well, Coors, I think, only has one or maybe two breweries. I'm, I'm not sure. But when I was working for Schlitz... Right. They had a brewery in California, Laughlin, Texas. Lufkin, Texas. Lufkin, Texas, yeah. Lufkin, Texas. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. St. Louis, Missouri. Somewhere in North Carolina, and they all taste different. Right, because of the water. Because of the water. And it's amazing. A beer drinker will know. I remember people coming up to me and saying, I want Schlitz, but I want Schlitz that was brewed in Texas. Not the one from California. Not the one from Missouri. Not the one from Wisconsin or North Carolina. I want the one from Texas. Because you develop a taste and you get used to that. Yeah. So, so like you think, so if I went to, like if I was in out of state and I wanted a Miller Lite, like if I was in Nevada, for example, or New York, if I went and got a Miller Lite, would it taste the same? Maybe because it's coming from the same place, Milwaukee, right? Because isn't Miller Lite from, 
from Miller from Wisconsin? Is it part of in that part of Milwaukee's best and everything? Yeah, well, it, it's it's part of the the Miller High Life Miller High Life Miller sixty four. It's, it's part of the MGD product Miller yeah. Brewing Company, right? Wherever that is, is it Milwaukee, St. Louis, or something? I think it's in Milwaukee. Okay. So anyway, anyway, man. So um, yeah, you're right over there. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I I got I have you guys can't hear it, but I have the Beatles White Album playing in the background. My dad's kind of going back in time right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, so um, Dad, you you've done I mean amazing stuff, man. You've been everywhere. You traveled the world. You one of the things that I've always admired about you was the fact that you could be able to talk to different types of people all over the world and have conversations with them. Yes. And having, like, uh, t- challenging them. Yes. What's, like, the best story you've ever had? Not, and I've heard the Florida one, so you don't have to tell me that one, but what is, like, the one that you've enjoyed the most and laughed and had a good time and everything? Uh, you go. You're fine. The best one, let's see. Hmm. There's, there's been so many. Have you ever had a conversation? I mean, I know you've been, you've annoyed oh, oh, people, but like, have you ever made people laugh? Like, yes. Well, see, for working for the Navy, I picked up a lot of Tagalo, which is a Filipino language. Yeah. And I can see a nurse. It's amazing because you saw a nurse two days, like two few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you a little bit. A few of, days ago, yeah. About. Oriental people, and and it's amazing how there's a lot of ignorant people out there. Yeah. Okay. When you see a Hispanic, it might be Puerto Rican, Cuban, Mexican American, Gual uh, Colombiano, Guatemalan, Guatemalteco, Argentino, Chilean, Uruguay, Colombian, Peruvian, Ecuador. Okay. Ecuador. We all speak El Salvador. Spanish. We all speak Spanish, but different types. Yes, I mean you know the, the, I mean but you can communicate. Oh yeah, and I know Mexican American people and some white people that any time they see an Oriental looking person, the first thing that comes to their mind is Chino, Chinese. <laughs> now, okay. there's a lot of ignorant people out there, and I saw it first firsthand because when I worked for the Navy, there was. Chinese Americans, Filipino Americans, Japanese Americans, Thai Americans, uh, Malaysians, Singaporeans, yeah. and so forth, Hawaiians. And the first thing, when there's an ignorant person that doesn't know, can't distinguish between Korean, yeah. Japanese, or Chinese, first thing they say, oh, mira el chino. <laughs> That's true. See? Mm-hmm. You're Filipino, you're People from Thailand, Malaysian, Singapore. There's a difference between Chinese, Korean, Japanese, and Filipino. And they don't. And a lot of people don't know. So, my question for you was: How was the? So, what was the conversation like with whenever you challenge somebody to talk? Because I know you. Hey, I've traveled with there. you. I've yeah. been there with you. So let me tell you guys: My dad did not serve in the military because, like he mentioned earlier, bad knees. But he loved. Wanting to do the military and serve the country so much because one, I think a lot of it had to do with Grandpa being a WW2 veteran, yeah, and disabled so, veteran. Yes, but I mean he was he was in the military, so right. you wanted to do it. So when he when he saw the opportunity to not join, but 
I traveled with my dad one time, and he said every time I see somebody in, and we're in Bush Airport, yeah. he says, and that's in Houston. He says, anytime I see somebody in 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 uh, in uniform. their in their uniform, what do they call them? They have a word for it. Well, I mean, active or no, veterans. no, but they, they call them they call them as anyway. Anyway, so anyway, so he he's like, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell him thank you for their service, and I said, no, you're not. He's like, yes, I am, and I go, you let me know when you see somebody. I said, look, Dad, there's somebody, and literally, people, we're trying to walk to our gate to go to our flight, and he stops what he's doing and turns around, <laughs> and I thought this guy had bad knees. I'm not even joking. This was before his his replacement surgeries. Chases the guy down. Hey, thank you for your service. Like, okay, he means it. So anyway, the time, and I just wanted to tell you that I thought. One, it was hilarious, but two, I admired it because those people probably were having either a bad day or they were have they had something going through their mind, and a lot and, and people that serve in the country probably get a lot of bad flack about it. Always remember this. They, Always remember they this. Will die. The some people, of them will die. Some people are stepping on the flag because they never served in the military. A lot of people died. Yeah. For this country and for that flag. Right. And all these people that disrespect the flag have no idea, no clue yeah. what it's all about. It's, so these people, when they walk around with their caps and say Korean veteran, Vietnam veteran, or whatever. Oh, you got to give it respect, man. Man, because of them, we're doing what we're doing. Right now, exactly. Because of them. Right. They sacrifice arm, limb, death. Like the saying goes. All gave some, but some gave all. Exactly. So, and, and you know what though, you because you did that, I make a point to tell everyone that I see, because I'm in San Antonio. This is like the military city of mm-hmm. the world. I always make a point to say thank you. Yes, thank you for your service. And and it goes a long way. They, I think they really really oh, appreciate it. It makes their day. Yeah, it makes their day. It's just like I was wearing a Navy cap out of Kingsville, Texas, NAS. But the only reason I was wearing that cap was because I worked for that squadron, right. BT-22. Right. And this young lady came up to me and said, sir, thank you for your service. I mean, I felt honored, yeah. but I wasn't going to lie to her and tell her, yes, I did, sir, because I didn't. I worked for the Navy for 30 years. I learned a lot of their, their, their customs, their terminology, and right. so forth. But... I never served in the Navy. Yeah. I worked for the Navy. Yeah. So I admired that young lady, and I told her, I said, I do the same thing you're doing. So whenever all you people out there, whenever you see a veteran (laughs) wearing a cab from... Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. From a battleship from Korean or Vietnam, you tell that person, thank you for your service, because they sacrifice... So that you could be doing whatever it is that you're doing, playing softball or going to whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. So I admire that. Yeah. And an unproceeded step, we have. Get the puppy here. No one here. So we had like a yeah. I'm Batman. He is Batman. Okay. That was my nephew. Hi. Okay. She wanted to say oh. something. Okay, never mind. She didn't. Okay. All right. But yes, thank a veteran. Always thank a veteran. And I thank you, veterans, for, for what you've done, the sacrifice that you made. 
the two or three or four, five years, tw- 10 years, 12, 20, whatever you did, yeah, I thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here bullshitting with my son. <laughs> bullshitting. That is like the thing. But I thank you and I salute you. All right. So, all right. Test, test, one, two, three, we're, we're one, talking. two, three, we're three, talking. two, one. So, yes, that is that is my daughter right here. <laughs> okay, thanks, baby. So, we're with Grandpa right now. Yeah, Grandpa. So, let me ask you, being a Grandpa, is that cool or is that legit? What do you Man, think of that? It's, it's the coolest thing there can be because you do things with your grandkids yeah. that you never did with your own kids. Yeah. So that I mean the the door and the, that that noise is the door just opening and yeah, thank you. And that's your mom. Appreciate it. That's my mom. Thanks, honey. Thanks, mom. I just said your line. So okay, dad. So let's shift gears a little bit, man. So yeah. when did you when you working in your job in the environment that you were in, you were in where you just you were just a natural were you a natural bullshitter? Uh, no. Um. I'm an intellectual listener, and I analyze everything that I hear. You're, you analyze everything you hear. Yeah. So, the, so, dear listeners, I want to tell you a story about this guy because he, he just says, I analyze everything I hear. This guy has been around planes for years, and after years and years of, uh, of being around planes, he came, came to the conclusion that after a while he can't hear anything. So naturally, me... 18-year-old me thought, I can get away with whatever I'm saying. So one night, I'm in the kitchen, and I'm cussing up a storm with my friends hanging out, trying to be cool. We know we all did that, right? So this guy yells from his bedroom and says, stop cussing. And I'm like, is this is this guy only hearing what he wants to hear? Yes, it's called selective hearing. <laughs> you see? <laughs> no, no. It wasn't that... that that you were using bad words. It was just that you guys were too loud, and I had to work. You, you, oh man, I could say something loud all the time, and you wouldn't say anything. You only, you, it was, like you said, it's selective hearing. You cussed, it's, you heard me say a bad word, and you thought that I, like, you had to put your foot down. It's only to my convenience, you know, whatever, you know, works for me at the time, I'm going to do that. So... <laughs> All parents do that. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Oh, I don't know. I, no, I, I I'm can't say you're audience. right right now. I'm asking the audi- audience. Oh, you're asking the audience. Okay. Well, know. let us know if he's right or wrong. Anyway, so, you know, now you're older. You're calm. Wow. Are you calm? Man, I don't like the way you said that. Okay, well, you're, okay. you're older. You're, you're wiser. How about that? See, you're wiser now, Dad. Another thing that comes from Scripture, and uh, you know, man, you're on a Scripture, uh, a Proverbs. Anytime you see somebody with gray hair, that's called the crown of wisdom. Wisdom, and and the Bible it says, look for people with with gray hair because they have wisdom. They've been around the block a few times. That's not to say that they're perfect, because I knew people that had gray hair, and man. They thought yeah. they were teenagers. Hey, hey, so, so wisdom doesn't come from old days. So are you taking a shot at me right now? Wisdom, no. Wisdom yeah. comes from observation. So it doesn't then, come from old age. So is it hereditary with gray hair? Yeah, well, that's the Spanish blood in us. 
So I'm like I'm in my mid thirties and I have gray hair. And people are like, "Oh, you're so gray. Look at you." I was you know like what? I'm that. like, you know what? I, I like every time somebody says that, I'm like, you know what? At least I still have my fucking hair. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me about my friend Charlie Topiel. Rest in peace. He Charles was an Topiel. Indian, Indian from Oklahoma. He worked with me for the when I worked with the Navy, and and he used to bullshit, and I used to bullshit, and he used to dye his hair. Oh, he did. He used to. <laughs> And one time, I, I mean, he put me in my place. He told me, he walked in and his hair was jet black. And I said, jet black. I said, Charlie, you're the only person that I know of that as you get older, your hair turns gray. I mean, black. And he pulled me aside yeah. and, and he said, at least I have hair. <laughs> I said, okay. But getting back to that also, I remember working for the Navy And I called this guy an SOB. An SOB. A white guy from North Carolina. Yeah. And and the guy walked up to me and he said, I don't have a mother anymore, but I think my mother was a fine lady. <laughs> and nobody gives you the right to call her an SOB. Oh, I mean, okay. call me an SOB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when you're growing up and you use, in the military, the military terminology is all bad words. Right. But you need to stop and think. There was this two black guys playing checkers one time, and one guy called the other guy an MF. An MF. And the guy said, was that your mother I, last night? <laughs> and you stop and think. Before you say, call anybody anything, any kind of name. You yeah. need to know what you're saying. Right. And be prepared. So now that I'm older, I think before I do or say anything yeah. that is going to offend anybody. So now you just kind of like the older you get, the more calm and relaxed. And you're like, I don't have time for your bullshit yeah. kind of thing. But you laugh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That is so true. You, because you mellow out, and, and and you were there. I mean, you used to see all this drama before. Oh, man. Man, come on, man. I mean, who wants to see drama? Oh, Lord. No, oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm over that. You're over it? Yeah, n not unless it happens within my uh, immediate family. <laughs> Not to offend anybody, but yeah, you're freaking. Look at that! You, 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 you're, you're. That was a that was a nice little. Um, my daddy used to say, "If you can't be honest, you might as well be quiet." I think you, yeah. And then he looked at me and, and he said, "I know you ain't gonna be quiet." I think you, yeah, you, yeah. So, um, you know, there's people that want attention, and they'll do whatever it takes to get attention. Either so, talk loud, be yeah. obnoxious, or get tattoos. No offense, Junior. I don't. Whatever. But I mean, hey, I'm just messing around. But, I know you are. But uh, I hate the drama. I hate all that. I hate politics. The only thing I do about with politics. Hey, so let the only me ask you. I get involved, I just vote. Hey, so let me ask you something. What is it that you do like? Because, like, you're just saying everything you don't like. But what is it that you do like? I like 
You like comedy. I know you I, like comedy. I, I, I love comedy. I love helping people. I love helping the poor, the sick, the dying, the old, the lonely. I like that. That's why I started the organization You've Got a Friend. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody that is old, has been neglected, lonely, sick, dying. But it's amazing how people put yeah. all of that aside, and they can't handle that. No, they can't handle that at all. To me, what does God say? Today it is them, tomorrow it is us. You mentioned, yeah, you were talking about that in the last episode. Yes. So, hold on. And this yes. is my granddaughter. What? Come here, Isabella. What? 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 Say hello to the, everybody out there. Hello? What's your nickname in soccer? What is it? I don't know. Bullet. Yes, it is. A bullet. All so right. what kind of bullet? Um, the silver bullet. <laughs> okay. Who's your favorite uncle? You. Am I your only uncle? Um. <laughs> oh, you're good. Okay, okay. All right. But... Uh, Everybody knows people that are sick, lonely, and dying and yeah. neglected. I go to nursing homes, and I just sit there, and yeah. I'll listen to whoever wants to talk, or maybe they want me to talk, or maybe they just want somebody sitting there. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody out there. If you could only make the time. Right. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. Make time in your day for all these lonely people. Yeah. Neglected people, poor people, the elderly. Yay, man. So, and, and you've done all that, man. I have. So, like, and I'm still doing so, it. So, hey, like, like, what do you do, like, when you're at home and you're not, and you're not worrying about all this stuff? What do you do? Besides I, cutting the grass. <laughs> I make time for, I love bringing people together. And laughing. And laughing. And, and I love comedy. I love the old uh, TV land uh, uh, sitcoms. So are you like a Jackie Gleason kind of guy? No. Uh, you know, to be quite honest, Jackie Gleason, I was not very fond of him. Because he was like real anti-Semitism, right? Yeah. But uh, I love bringing people together for whatever reason. And there's a, I speak for a lot of people when I do or say something because a yeah. lot of people will agree on that. They agree with what I'm doing. What is it that you're doing? Well, Besides, I mean, I know what you're doing, but like... Like right now, uh, we're planning a reunion, our 45th reunion from high school. Yeah. And it's amazing because when I was growing up, we had black, white, and brown people. Very few, and a transfer student from Iceland. Back then... People, or the white people, if you weren't in sports, if you weren't in sports and you played together or in the yeah. band or choir, you didn't socialize with other people. Right. Now that we're older and the sun is setting, we realize that we're running out of time <laughs> and we have to make time. So you come together. We Yes, I come together through social yeah. media, whatever. You know, we come together. I bring right. people together. I organize things. I used to organize fundraisers for the needy, give out scholarships for the young, 
you know, we have to do for our young. We have to do for our old. We have to do for everybody. Yeah, and you and you've done that, man. I mean, yes, so yeah. so, but but like, I mean, what do you do to lighten up the mood? You know. What? And again, we're being interrupted by my my niece. I'm putting back the cheeses. We're not even eating the cheeses. I don't want them. She doesn't want the cheeses. Oh. So? That's it. So? So what? What's wrong with the cheeses? You can take them and eat them. Why not? Are you saying I'm fat? No. Are you fat? <laughs> is is Grandpa fat? No. No, Grandpa is slim and trim. <laughs> okay. Muscular upper torso. Can I go? Yes, you can go. Uh, where were we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You were saying how you thought when you fell in love with Mom, it was love at first sight. Well, you're watching, okay? Actually, she fell in love with me because, <laughs> because of my money and my good looks and my bills. And your what? My bills. I had a lot of bills. She took your telephone bills. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? I gotta tell you, pops. This was this was a lot of fun talking with you, laughing. Having some real talk. Yeah. You know, I knew that we could get something out of this because you and I have sat down and bullshitted for hours on hours on end and drinking lots of um, alcoholic beverages and having and having fun and laughing and just, you know. Yes. Yeah. And life we, is too short. Bro. Yeah, life is too short. Life is too short. And you you definitely know what the, what the fuck that means. Yes. I do yeah. know. Yeah. So anyway. Excuse me. So I know you're not on social media and you're not on all that stuff, but my dad is one of the, the coolest people out there in the world. And I, folks, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this. Yes. Is there some, anything else you want to say before we start to close up shop? Yes. Keep dad. your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Who said that? Casey Casey. Well, what is it that you want to say, though? All I want to say is, love one another, be kind, respect one another, and if you know, you don't have to be rude. You can be respectable. You can be kind, caring, loving human beings, just like God. Put everything aside, all your hatred, all your anger. Yeah, whatever is troubling you, throw it out the window. Let it go. Forgive, love people, okay. because isn't God love? Yes, God is love. God is love, and love is God. Hey, so tell us one joke before you leave, before we close up here. Well, it's not a joke, but make us make make us laugh. Okay, you know when um, I used to walk to to school, and it was ten miles, and it was uphill both ways. Keep going. And, uh, well, that's it. Uh, let me see. Uh, that was the joke? That was it. Ten miles uphill both ways? I, yeah. I used to walk to school, and it was ten miles. That is, that's not funny. That's kind of sad, actually. And it was uphill both ways. Hello? Wait, wait. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, we were so poor. You couldn't pay attention? You had to spell poor with ten O's. Oh, man. Okay. You know, when I was growing up, we were so broke, we couldn't even pay attention. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know why Mexican Americans don't refry beans? Why is that? Because they keep falling through the grill. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Okay. Well, hey, I enjoyed it, and me and, too, pops. And I, I, I love you, Junior. I love you too, man. I and really thank you for being on, man. It was so much fun. And all you people out there, just be honest, be yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not. And you know, religion or politics—that's your business. Whatever you believe, that's your business. Whatever, whoever you vote for, that's your business. But don't force your way on anybody else. Right on, man. Respect each other. Love you guys. Later. All right, man. Well, thanks, man. All right, Pop, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I enjoyed both conversations or the total of both conversations with you. He knows. My dad, like, I, he's been around for such a long time, and he's been around the block, as he likes to say. I, he knows what's going on, and he can kind of see it before it happens. And we, we actually talked before I released this part, too, and we were talking about how much we were just laughing at how fun the conversation was, and my dad was just amazed at how i could fill in the blanks and finish his sentences for him and that's what happens when you you know you have a dad like that and um yeah it it, it really it's just amazing man i so much fun i'm, I'm almost kind of getting emotional talking about it i wish i could have told you guys other stories and other jokes that he has but you know what we're gonna save that for later because i'm sure in 10 to 15 episodes you'll probably be back that's just the way it is and i know how great this one was and i hope that it connected with you guys and i hope that you found out a lot more about me and a lot about a lot about my father and a lot a lot about of where i came from because a lot of of, a lot of what i am it stems from him and um yeah that's gonna do it you know I, i don't think i have anything else to add have a fantastic weekend enjoy your time with your family um have have a lot of fun enjoy the enjoy the the nice weather and maybe you go swimming or something or i don't know what it is go play golf or if you if you play golf anyway social media twitter instagram and vine you can find me at roel santos jr uh you can tweet at me there or whatever you can like my videos when i post them up also um oh, with facebook facebook.com slash world of row give my page a thumbs up a like comment whatever you want if you want to contact me directly and you want to give me a personal shout out, you can email me at roelsjr at gmail.com. Also, if you're a guest, if you want to be a guest, not if you're a guest, if you want to be a guest on my podcast, you can reach me there. Um, if you're a podcaster, entertainer, anything like that, I would love to hear your story and how you got there and the journey and everything on all the steps you've taken to reach your goals. I would love to hear about that. And um, that's going to do it. You've been listening to the World of Row. I am Row, and you are not.